right. Well, um, moving on. Um, you guys kind of took a bit of a sabbatical uh, after that big hit. You had the hits collection with Summer, which was a again like all the music. It was a perfect summertime hit. Came out at the right time and was a cool track. Um, but can you talk about what happened? You know, after that there was a, a change in labels and the sales started kind of diminishing. And and what happened? Artist MCA. And, and that was that we had this this saying in war because we were like all like searching for that big old thing at the end of the rainbow. It was called a glob. And and and, and layman's turn, a glob was a big chunk of money that we said, Well, I'm I'm, I'm gonna wait that glob, you know, one with the glob. And they said the only way you're gonna get a glob is you're gonna have to go from United Artists to MCA mm -hmm. records and then you get your glob. Okay, donkey. So that's what happened. So we made the transition to a record company that knew us to a record company that had no clue who war was MCA. And to me, that we we put some of our most non-memorable records on MCA. Bob, all right, but it didn't last too long. <laughs> well, you know, at that time too, you know, when we got that glove, all of a sudden that's when people started coming up with, you know, recouping certain money. You know, that's exactly what happened. That's exactly what so started. You got your glob, but it's no, we didn't like get it's, the glob. It was like yeah. so. These things were now, now like you. Now, see, everything we got wasn't earned. It was considered an advance. Chinese food at the studio. Advance. We got to take off over the time food. in the studio, like when we thinking it. Because you got to be careful with that. Uh, so the glob went from being a glob to being a glip. No, it was mm. everything we got money for was, was written as an advance. Yeah. And now they want to so. And then they want to get that money back that we got in advance. We never earned anything. And so, so, when, so when they would get a huge, because now war has a certain value, and now we go to MC and Records, and they give X amount of millions of dollars. We take a lot. That there was going to be somewhere to us and say, but you owe us. Right. Because that's the next thing we end up with having very little or nothing. Um, but, but, and, but, and, and we still, and, we, and, and even then, we were not out of the red. Even when I thought years later I was going to get uh, statements finally that says that yeah. they owe me, I said I owe them two million dollars. <laughs> during that time, that's <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. no, they call it the old Hollywood chef. <laughs> so, no, wait a minute. During that time, which really was uh, had an impact on us, BB Dickerson left the band. Yeah, BB left the band during that time. There, Charles Miller left the band. And we started getting replacement players in that that didn't have that magic. That 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 right there was taking the whole heart and soul out of what we were doing because the chemistry was gone. And you could bring in another bass player. They were that, great musicians, but yeah, they didn't have the chemistry. They, they they had no clue of where BB was, where Charles was, and how to how to make that type of music work again. Uh, during those those days, right there, you said say the decline. Is that what your word you said? Yes, that was. When our, we, our decline was during that period right there, when we started losing all the main key members that we grew up with, and then all the magic started leaving, and we had to like bring yeah, other people to try and do that. And the legal stuff, and all yeah. that legal stuff. Yeah, it started was, getting really you know, silly. It's just, it, it just, it wasn't that, yeah. The flavor yeah. of the gumbo changed. The naiveness <laughs> was worn out. <laughs> was some of it also just changing? Times disco came in, right? That's new wave came in, and the music video age came in. You know what? You, you can, no, disco. I, I disagree. 
Just because it's a new technology, that's not an excuse for what technology it was music. Because everybody started thinking, well, it's, it's got to be 120 beats, yeah, 120 beats of uh, you know, disco. That was the nice. the disco sold drugs and, and clothes. That was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was fashion and drugs. It was not music. Yes. Yeah, because it was just a whole thing. Because then all of a sudden, people, you know, you went into clubs. It wasn't bands in there. DJs. They had these DJs, and it was pumping. It was like Lee said, and Howard both. All of us, I guess, we're all doing the same thing. It was just that it, a change of time, change yeah. of music. Yeah, but that, and but a change of personality. But, but music will always be, and I, I. I you know, you can we can we can make excuses, uh, you know, but uh, we can always in high science say after the fact. I, I think it was I think more was internal things between us, the management and, and the legalities. There was not synergy. There was a lot of problems, and uh, that's why I would put the blame, not based yeah. on based on what what the trend is. No, no, but I, I think what, what, during that my most unhappy period uh, in playing music. Was during the period that that, that uh, we went to MCA during I think that whole MCA run. I was I was not very creative. I turned to uh, my, my doing way too much alcohol. I was just straight up killing myself drinking. But that was my just like disappointment with myself and my music and the way it was and not being happy with everything around me, especially the music because the music was. We, we did a song, uh, "World Is a Ghetto," and here we we come back doing a "World Is a Ghetto." Disco version yeah, of you know, 120 beats, which was like, what are you? Where did this come from? How could you even think about turning the world as a ghetto into a disco song? That was really sorry. Yeah, because see, when you start trying to copy what's on the radio, by the time it comes out, it's old. Oh, that was true. <laughs> we had to be the moment we start be being honest. creative, yeah. being creative and true to ourselves, yeah. and then wanting to try to you know stand against by. You know what's on the radio, or what they're playing today. Maybe we can make something. Yeah, that's, that's when you start falling. That's that's can't do that. That's always a bad way. That's we, we we went through that whole period, and it was not very nice. But the thing is, when you can go through that period and still fall back on yourself, someplace in there, you still can find yourself as a band, as people. So we here we are today. I mean, we could there's probably things in between there, but we had to like say we're survivors, and we really care about. What we started, the music that we started, and go back to that. And, and you know what? And you're all right about the influences, even though I think the main problem was how we all were together. But Steve Gold, you had a ghost, you know that. Everybody that was the right, but that was an influence at the same time. I would agree with because of the disco and all that right. stuff. The music band, mm -hmm. and right. then throw that, in, and they want us to wear these. Where everybody cheesy, start changing. Like the Beatles, like the Beatles clothes, like yeah. the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's awesome. yeah. you know, the village people. Uh, <laughs> and then we had Oswald with the big heads. You know, all that cutesy. Yeah. It's like asking us to do, start doing the two-up dances. I mean, are you kidding me? <laughs> 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 no. I mean, that's you know, really what's, what's really interesting, when, when a band goes through something like that, and so many bands did, especially at the turn of the 70s and 80s, you know, from the outside looking in, it's hard to know how much of that is self-generated from the band, or how much is kind of put upon them? And it's better. Yeah, a lot of a lot of it is is homogenized bullshit. Yeah. Trying to stay here. When you bring, when you, when you bring in when you bring in these real <laughs> producers, they're gonna come in and, and, and put their brand on your music to guide you into your next hit. You know that right there. And let's say really know who we are. 
There's no way they could come in. But we allowed take, it. Yeah, we, we didn't know. To take take the world as a ghetto and make the world as a ghetto classic song into a disco dirt, you know. So that was like stupid. And so like trying to take, I noticed this too. Pepsi is Pepsi. But now they try to do what? Pepsi with cherry in it, Pepsi with lime. But it's still, you know, there's a certain, you got to just stay there. And I think that, you know, uh, musically, uh, you know, as individuals, I know this. Lee's been, he's been writing some beautiful stuff I've been listening to. Howard has been doing beautiful music, as, you know, and then going doing the Howard Scott Project, Lee Oscar. I know myself, I've been thinking and I've grown differently, writing certain ways, or, you know, our actions. I can see, I can see where we've matured. Oh, big time. Big time. We're way beyond where we were at. I mean, we, we, we you know, you live long enough and then you, 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 re you recognize <laughs> things that you always felt and all of a sudden acknowledgement is there and you, you grow and you mature and, uh, you know, being together right now and, and I can walk in in any place. The thing I'm most proud of is I can say, how was Scott and Hale Brown introduced the people that I met? And know that I've known we've known each other longer than any of those people ever had uh, uh, friends, acquaintance, relationship, or anything. You know, um, that speaks a lot. You know, well, 1962 here, 1969 there. But look, yeah, it's after, after, after all those years, we've been through everything we've been through, the ups, the downs, the ins, the outs, the heartaches. You know, because it hasn't been very. And the happy times. You know, the happy times. We have had great times, but we've had like. Times that weren't so great, but when you take all those things and put them together, and you could come out on the other end, and you still got your sanity, you still got your brothers, you still got love. One thing about it is, if you care enough, like we do right now, we're sitting here in Seattle, Washington, not to just tell the world how we feel, we're telling each other how we feel about each other, and through that right there, we can sit back and make some of the most beautiful music in our minds. We've already done it, so we all we got to do right now is just take it to the next level. So yeah, that's, that's just the way I feel yeah, about it right good. now. I'm, I came up here to Lee's home in Seattle, Washington, all these tall ass trees, not but trees around here, but man, this is one of the most peaceful places. Is that a bear I see over there, Lee? No, that's, that's, that's his name. Oh no, that's oh, man, the most peaceful place I've been to, to create. So I'm gonna, after we get through doing this, I'm gonna grab that acoustic guitar that we got back there, and sit out on one of these uh, porches or the of trees, whatever, and just start playing because I feel that way. You're actually, and you bring it up, you're where Hendrix came from. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I got um, just two more questions for you guys. And that is um, one, you know, you, you mix so many different kinds of music, but I want to ask you specifically, you know, what does funk music mean to you? And why do you think that people continue to, to seek out that kind of music? Okay, what's your what's your description? Well, funk music to me, uh, I look at our music. It's it's you know it's the heartbeat. It's the heartbeat in our neighborhoods. Funk music comes from the heart. Funk music comes from the beat that's in your neighborhood. All we're doing is just expressing. Sometimes it beats. Sometimes it beats. And sometimes it beats. You know, it's the neighborhood. That if your heart goes like that, doctor says yeah, something wrong. You better you go take it. <laughs> no, they, they look at me and say, dang, man. You still got that at 71? <laughs> look, I, I, my, my thing about funk music is, 
It goes further back than the neighborhood. It goes back, <laughs> it goes back to those ships that came over from Africa. You know, all oh, those people, God. all those people that jumped off those slave ships and jumped out there in them cotton fields. And and and, and the people that really learned how to sing the blues was those guys who was pushing the mules right every day, singing to that mule all day long. <laughs> no, that's where your blues came from. And then you got that funk thing, that syncopated thing that came out the Baptist church. When they start putting that to us into the hole in this church, and then James Brown them start picking it up and coming into this whole thing. Where we got it from, we started playing our own brand of funk music, but it goes way back to, to, to them ships coming across. We just interpret funk music way this today. And I I I and I, I agree. I agree, but I would add to it that anywhere in the world, anywhere in the world, there's but there's people, there's music, and they and there's gonna be fun. Yeah. And you can go to Mali, where the blues actually came from. The blues that you think in America as the blues, that came from Mali, not not from uh, Senegal and those other West Coast, but further in Mali. Man, when you hear that stuff, they're playing these. I forget the name of the instrument. The gorg, the grow, the yeah. gorg, and those things came from the Middle East. Those instruments, you could tell derivative, but the stuff they play, this pentatonic minor, pentatonic scale. It's just like, I mean, that is the funk. But I go to um, 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 Okinawa, and you hear Okinawa music. There's funk. I mean, amazing. It's like the Pacific reggae. I mean, you, funk is, is, we all got two legs. We all grew. There's funk everywhere in the world. You know, it doesn't mean it's the same instruments. But yeah. it's, it's funky. If it's right, funky, right. it's funky. Well, if it's a it's a groove, it's a groove. But you can't, you can't dance off that fucking open dollar. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. I'm a Chinese proud of war. Yeah, you can. Not the same oh, dance. I'll play something. We can go back to the house. Ah, but not the same dance. I'm what about that? Wait, 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 wait. If that's the case, how come they didn't play open dollar music on Soul Track? Well, because uh, of that's, image. Right. that's okay. Because anyway, anyway. Why would anything music? I'm sorry. Well, because we interpret it a different way. We we interpret it with war music, which encompasses all that. Well, so we are not music. everything. Yeah, that's it. Our music, war music, was funk music. Yes, yes, yes. Everybody in the world has some funk music. Yeah, right. Okay. Anyway. All right. So I got to bring up something that I think is a great injustice that I'd be remiss if I did not bring up, and that is. How can war not be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? So I want to, you know, ask, no, you know, not, how, how, how can people help make that a reality and why has it not happened? Why? Because they know that the group out there that's traveling as war is not war. There's only one guy out there, Lonnie Jordan, love you. One day you'll wake up. But, then, but those people up there, they know you can fool some of the people some of the time, but you can't fool all the people. All the time. There's a thing I heard before I left up out of Long Beach. They think that war was a Mexican group or Latino, however you want to say it. But see, that's not true. And then that's the biggest problem. I think that they're waiting Identity for us. Problem. Yeah, they're waiting to see that the, the original members receive the justice that we should receive. The thing is, when things are, when, when they want to acknowledge. I guess the, what's the original thing, you know, unless unless something was a new record that was that made the same that made the same level as Cisco Kid or Slippery Darkness or Lowrider, but there's been nothing with who owns a trademark war has done anything on that level with any of these other people. So what's going to be acknowledged for Rock and Roll of Fame 
is the originals based on these tunes to be known for. That's been cluttered because, as Hale says, there's they're marketing war as the evolution of war. So we are like the first members they show, and then they continue showing other people that come in and out that Jerry Goldstein's had under the name war. So by being an evolution of war, what the heck does that mean, right? And so if they're going to embrace war, and, and the sync rights is also going to be needed because if they're going to videotape something in celebration, they can't even show it, even though we're the authors of those tunes, unless they get sync rights. So there's a conflict in celebrating something wonderful with the legal bullshit that they have as a halo over everybody. And that's the part I think that it has been condescending and stopped being, us being acknowledged as I feel we should be. Um, if we get acknowledged as who the composers are, rather than using the name Wong to celebrate those tunes, that might be an angle that we've talked about that maybe Rock and Roll of Fame should acknowledge because that would be the real ticket. Because they can't say add other people evolution who wrote the songs. They can only evolution of the name brand name Wong, you know, and I don't and I don't care about that as much as being acknowledged for what we achieved. So as composers and what we did, rather than calling it original war, call it the original, you know, composers, artists, perform whatever it is mm -hmm. of these tunes. And then if your fans and people that are listening and watching us today, if they insist on war being into the Black Hall of Fame. If they get together and just go pick it, pick it, and just like say, okay, enough is enough. We want the band. If we really love to be in the Rock and Roll band, then we no, be but there. no, because they're afraid that that by saying okay, that Jerry's going to bring in the the the, the, the band called War Now. In other words, no, I'm saying is that's the, that is the uh, yeah, schizo, yeah. that is the uh, phobia that because they almost got through. I heard that they almost were being fooled. That the that I call a phony band, but the the band under the name War, that is cover not, band. yeah the cover band, whatever you want to call it, but <laughs> they almost got in and they caught it just in time a few years ago. That's what I heard, mm. and so they so they so they're a little um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Skeptical. Skittish. That's the word. They're a little skittish, and they don't want to get into legal, legal stuff and politics. That's not the music business. That's the point. It's it feels dirty. It feels it, it, it feels messy, and unfortunately, that's what we had to survive. If they can deal with, if they can deal with bands like uh, Creedence Clearwater Revival, they had a big, you know, thing. Uh, they got in. Um, there's been other bands that have had friction, and they've gotten in. So probably because they had friction, but they didn't have some uh, somebody. Trademark like, issue. They didn't have well, even the trademark is they didn't have a guy like Jerry Goldstein or somebody who is who's. Who's better than anybody in playing those games? I thought Eric 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 Burton of War could have been in. Yeah, I mean Jerry Goldstein is, is brilliant in in keeping his line of what he can claim, and it's all based on legal stuff. And most people in this world, he he thinks he plays a better game than them. Most people are not that good at that game. They don't want to deal with the legal stuff. They want to have fun and do music and make good business. And we are in this thing where they, it, it, it carries over into things that makes people vulnerable if they, if, you know, I mean, in other words, nobody wants a scandal. So uh, we, 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 we can, uh, we, 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 so we kept, I think, wait, that's my take. They don't want a scandal. Yeah. Well, I think that a change is going to come 
my prayer is, is that one day we can resolve all of our issues. Especially when you become old and you want to yeah. be forgiven. Hey, I'll be 90. No. <laughs> if you can say, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I think that we're going to resolve that issue. I believe, I have faith that it's going to get resolved some kind of way, but it's going to come in such a way that we never even expected. I feel that I'm looking, hoping that one day we can actually resolve our issues. We can travel as Wawa. Really? And we can travel as that. And we can do us one great album with the contribution of Lee Oscar, Howard Scott, myself, Lonnie Jordan, and BB. And BB in the next video. I'm looking that that'll come. And I just, I don't know. It's going to be a heck of a chapter. But we can do it, but we can do it without using that name. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about how about like a band, you know, a band challenge where winner takes all? I think you guys would win that. So, oh, <laughs> yeah, we down. got more. <laughs> well, what else? Anything else, fellas? Well, I wanted to uh, just uh, make sure that uh, viewers know uh, what to expect from the Lowrider band, and and you guys, uh, you know, are you, are you going to be touring a lot? Are you going to make what? some studio music? I tell you what, we we have decided to call ourselves. A rare commodity. We are that. That's what we are, a rare commodity. Because we cherish not only what we've done all this in the past up to now, we cherish what we do musically and spiritually together and, and individually. So for us, anytime we come together and do what we've always loved doing, we want to be embraced by the promoters and that as a special, a special guest as a band, as a rare commodity. Because we can't use the name war. You can't say formerly of war. You can't Found you can't you can't do anything. Most people in the industry uh, don't feel they have enough to reel in sell tickets. They'd rather have a phony band as yeah. long as they can use the name war because they at the end of the day they're interested in selling tickets. You know, they they're not they're not so much interested in you know, sympathetic or we don't want sympathy anyways. But all the things that don't work in, in their business um, is, uh, is not going to be then on the table. And so we, we have a, a thing that's called a rare commodity. If you can afford us, we'll be there. <laughs> and, and how can folks best keep up with what you're doing? Sorry? Sorry. How can fans best keep up with what you're actively doing? Oh, Facebook and all the social media. Well, you can come to lowriderband.com. Or you can come to facebook.com forward slash lowrider band and you can hit us up. Yeah, that'd be the best way. So much appreciate all that you've done throughout these years. Uh, you've enriched my life so much. So many thousands, if not millions of people. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for sharing that all today. Okay. Thank you. And remember, teach peace, not hate and war. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So I'm going to, uh, Take us out of here, if you just uh, stand by for a moment, Scott. to uh, closest edition of Truth and Rhythm. And uh, for Howard Scott, Howard, uh, Harold Brown, or Hal Brown, and Lee Oscar. <laughs> Hal. We're friends now, so I can say Hal. Of the legendary band War, whatever you want to call them, you know, fans. And, and for me, it's it's the real war. So. Also, a sincere, uh, sincere thank you to uh, listeners. And, you know, if there's someone that you'd like to see on the show, shoot me an email at scottg at funkinstuff.net and let me know. We'll try to get it done for you. 
Um, but make sure they understand we are not allowed to say war, family of war. That is not what we could do. We can't do that. We can't but you can. I'm saying it. Yeah. I understand. So until next time, on behalf of Harold or Hal, Howard <laughs> and Lee, this is Scott Goldfine saying, keep on vibrating to the rhythm of the one. Thanks, guys. Thank you.